Walter Love with Brent and Jeff. Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm Jeff. I'm Brent. Thanks we're, for being here. We're ready to go. James series part five. Bada bing. Bada boom. I can't believe we're already up to here. We, we can work it out is the topic tonight. And uh, tonight talking about faith without works is dead. You know, as a Christian, I've read this passage probably 300 times and uh, or heard it taught in church. Um a few times, I would say, and I'm excited because reading through it this time, as the Word of God always is, um, as we read it, it just comes alive because the Holy Spirit is involved, and um, I'm excited, Jeff, just to, to go through this topic again and just see what God has for us tonight with faith and uh, the works that come along with faith. Yeah, the we've done a topic like this similarly when we did the faith series. Um, and it's great to come back and revisit as, as we are going chronologically through the James series. Uh, it, it's a fundamental thing that we we discuss in our faith, in the Christian faith, um, the idea of where do works come into play. And James lays it out. People think it's very complex. They're like, oh, the, the delicate balance. But he lays it out. I think we kind of overthink it sometimes. He lays it out pretty simply. He's like, if you say one thing and do another, then... You're not backing up what you say. Yep. <laughs> Plain and simple. If you say that that uh, you have faith, but you don't live in a way that's faithful to the Lord, then you know what your words are empty. They have no life. Um, in the same way, you know it's not about just like doing good stuff. Uh, but if you have no faith to back it up, it's you know they, they work together nicely. We'll talk about it tonight. Um, we got lots of music to back up what we're talking about, but. Um, we just jump in. Uh, we left off in verse 14. Yep. It says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but he does not have works? Can faith save him? And uh, it's interesting. He's posing that question because everything up to this point, or you know, depending on when James was written, everything you hear is you know, it's faith alone that saves you. You can't do anything to get into the kingdom of God, which is completely true. And James would agree that there's nothing that we can do to save ourselves. Um problem with that is that james was seeing a lot of people that were saying i don't have to do anything it's all god you know i can just do whatever i want and all i have to do is say a couple words and i'm in heaven uh, you know there's a little bit more than that god calls us to more than that the altar life music true real period that was barlow girl come alive and jeff like you were saying um james was reacting to the culture who wanted to sit around and you know, just just not do anything and, and just say, you know, well, I'm going to go to heaven. That, you know, of course I believe God is God is real and God is true. And I don't really don't have to do anything because, you know, God knows my heart. You know, how many times have we heard that in our churches today? You know, people who just, you know, I'll pray for them. I don't really have the, I don't really have the bandwidth or the resources to kind of jump in there and help that person. But, you know, I'm going to just uh, pray. I'll pray for you, brother. And uh, meanwhile, the brother's hurting, and you can do something about it, and you're not. Um, you know, it's a challenge. So, can faith really save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one who says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give him the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? That poor guy, you're, you're sending him away hungry when you're, like, munching on a hoagie. You can't even share half your hoagie, you know? <laughs> it's like... 
but you're saying god bless your brother you know and um man i'm convicted by that just because how many times do we you know pass someone who needs things or we know that brother in the church who really needs something and you know we can offer our help or our service sometimes it's just a listening ear and we're too busy to even lend that the altar life with brent and jeff that was talk about jesus by tate and that song specific to the verse that we're in when uh says you talk about jesus but uh i don't see him when i look at you (laughs) because you're not showing me what you say that jesus is which is someone who helps the poor and uh and you know look at jesus when people were hungry he made food for them you know when he, they needed to be held and cried with he wept with them and uh that's what we're called to do as christians and you know just getting down real we we look at this and we're like yeah man if i saw a guy that was sitting on the street naked of course i would offer him something i wouldn't just say be warm and filled you know i'd give him something but you know there are people around us that are hurting and just need you know the basics of life and and uh you know, I sit there and I complain that I have a 98 Saturn, you know, <laughs> like I'm complaining like, oh, I don't have any money to give to anybody. I can barely pay my own bills. You know what yeah. I mean? Meanwhile, you know, we have our cell phones and our internet and our cable <laughs> and like, you know, it's really convicting because you're like, well, how much money do I really need to live and how much do I spend? You know, how my, how many weeks of Chipotle can I afford? <laughs> and when I could be helping somebody else eat, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's funny because it's all relative to the person, how much money they have. And, uh, you know, it's not all about, we're not here to talk about give all your money away kind of a thing. But it's just like, it's a mentality that we're like, well, I can't live if I give out this much money or I can't live if I don't have that. It's like, if we reverse it. And we see those that are hurting and we are we are thinking about how it's going to affect us to help them. Then our mindset's like totally off. And that's what James is saying. He's like, our works should be the outflow of how we really feel about God. It should be evident in what we do. If we're, if we're so quick to just turn aside to the, the, the believers that need our help and unbelievers, and we're like, oh, I'll pray for you, you know? Well, what happens when the roles reverse and we're in that situation and all we see is a bunch of people claiming Christ that aren't living like him and treating us like Christ would? You know, it's just something that uh, it's a recurring theme in the scripture because Jesus saw it in his day and I'm sure all the disciples saw it. They were they saw the Pharisees who made loud prayers, did lots of showy stuff, but when it came down to it, they had nothing. There's no... There was no uh, legitimacy to their faith it was just all show it was all like just to make sure that everybody paid attention and said yeah um you know i'm in i got my key to heaven yeah right fire insurance i got yeah it. exactly <laughs> it's like i think about playing life you know it's been the way on uh, i'm not gonna buy life insurance this time around we'll see what happens i'll take my chances <laughs> no um you're absolutely right we need to spend more time obeying the lord and and believing that he's gonna provide the things that we need and um you know we're talking about faith tonight and talking about so far we've been talking about giving all your money to the poor so go off and give all your money to the poor no, <laughs> um and we're poor mind you so we could use some money as well uh just kidding, <laughs> just kidding no but um just listen to our show it's free <laughs> it's all we want faith is a part of this equation though you know in our natural sense we don't really we might not have what it takes. We might not have all the things we need. In the natural sense, we might not have that 
word to speak, encouraging word to speak to our brother in need. We might not have that extra food to give, but sometimes God even requires us to give of things, our scarce resources, (laughs) so that he can prove faithful in that situation. And the question that we need to ask ourselves tonight is, do we believe that God is who he says he is? And do we believe God enough that he would provide what both of us would require? You know, faith, faith is a big part of this equation. And, and, you know, we often will, God will say, hey, you know what? Why don't you go? And I know you, you only had $100 left over this month and, you know, you wanted to go do this. But, you know, why don't you give $200 and see what you can kind of to so-and-so but $200 like I only have $100 left over this month you know like I I need to pay like some bill or something and, and God's like well just trust me you know it's only $100 I mean I own I own all the riches in heaven I mean you think I can provide do you think I can provide for you do you believe that I can provide for you and you have that dialogue with God are you sure God because I'm just trying to be a wise steward of the things you gave me and you throw the stewardship thing at it and really, when you break it down, it's a lack of faith. It's, do I really believe that God's going to provide? You know, And I struggle with that because when you are used to having what you need and having the money and being able to provide for your family and, or provide, you know, or, you know what, I'm, I'm used to having this comfortable lifestyle and God asks you to kind of step out of that comfort zone a little bit to, to do something he asks you to do. It's scary. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, like, I'm actually going to be out on a limb here, God. Like, I hope you don't let, you know, let me fall off. But God never has done that. He loves us too much to let us, to leave us high and dry. Yeah, isn't it funny when we try to throw God's word at him, see yeah. if it sticks? We're like It's like there's little sticky hands that you used to use when you were a little kid. You'd throw it at the wall. I'm counting the cost of building a house. You don't want me to not have enough lumber. You said faith not works. <laughs> you said <laughs> salvation is not by those who... I don't know, just <laughs> lost my train of thought there. Not that any man should boast. You know, that whole thing. If I if it's by works, then I can just pat myself on the back. Yeah, maybe if you did some works, but you're not doing either. <laughs> That's I think James is more saying, like, okay, you're not doing anything for God because you're saying that if you do, then you're taking the glory for yourself. Well, that's all well and good, but then show some faith. <laughs> you know, you can't have it both ways. You have to have one with the other. And uh I, I really enjoy this section of scripture because I think it, it speaks to our hearts because we're a, a people full of excuses. And if it was works only, we'd say, oh, well, I can't. If it was faith only, then we would say, well, uh, I can't. So it puts it together and it's like, you're without excuse. So Jeff and I have some faith that um, you're actually going to go out and visit our website, www.thealterlife.com. And, and we'll know if your faith is... Um, dead because we'll we can look and see how many hits we got and see if it actually came true yeah if our if our uh, website is destitute and naked of daily food or <laughs> destitute of daily food, daily hits daily hits and they're not there and you just say go ahead go ahead website get some hits <laughs> that's your faith is dead man come on let's see some action anyway <laughs> www.thealterlife.com check us out send us an email let us know you're listening we appreciate that. Call us on the carpet for our blasphemy. <laughs> Whatever. And we got a lot of great music up in store for y'all and a whole nother hour of some amazing music and uh, more talk, more chatter. So stick around. You're unbelievable. Unbelievable.
the altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, it's time for our unbelievable segment. And um, if you work in the emergency room, no offense, but come on, people. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start it. Emergency rooms are un. Sometimes I feel like the people in the emergency re- rooms think that it's faith without works. Because <laughs> they have faith that they'll get to me eventually. <laughs> but nobody's working. <laughs> I'm like looking around and I'm like, oh, hello? I have blood profusely pouring from me or I'm really sick. Yeah, I, I just recently had the flu. Worst flu I've ever had in my life. Like 103 fever for four days straight. Everybody. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't get the flu shot. It's my own fault. Everybody's like, oh, you need a flu shot. I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. That does me a lot of good. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Never had. I, I don't care. Remember the last time I had the flu? Probably like. Yeah, long time. I was probably like Me 10 too. years old. Like, who gets the flu anymore? It's 2011. Yeah, don't they have like? Does, don't like they have flus? like vaccinations for this? Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't get it. <laughs> it's like flus retire. Like that's so like 1990. Dude, like what is this? Like 1918 again? And half the population is dying. Jeez. I uh, I had the flu, and uh, the whole story is just ludicrous. It wasn't at the time. That. We don't have that kind of time. No, I mean I got to do the the abbreviated summation of it, but. I can tell it now and, and like laugh, but it was like the worst night of my life. Absolutely, like I honestly was watching each minute and being like, "This minute is worse than the last one." <laughs> what? Uh, my brother takes. So me what was the wait? So what was the time in? Time in eleven forty p.m. Time out seven forty-five a.m. <laughs> For what? The flu. For the flu. Yeah, take and, uh, two of these aspirin and call me in the morning. That number was one, the outcome. Yeah, number one complaint: I have a fever. I'm sick. Result: didn't have my temperature taken till four a.m. Oh, that's unbelievable. And uh, that's not a really critical piece of information when you think you have the flu. I know what your temperature is. Nah, I ended up getting a spinal tap just just to make sure. Like when they're throwing medical procedures at me now, just to see if they stick. <laughs> it's like. Your leg hurts. You must have gangrene. <laughs> Let's get it out of here. It was just like the most like ridiculous experience uh, of my life. You yeah. just ran into. If the If you're night, listening, you know who you crew. are. The they night were, crew, too, dude. It's it's like it, emergency room at night is like something to behold. It's happened to me now like three times in the last couple months. Twice for me, unfortunately. <laughs> you think like, oh, he's got little kids. Yeah, only once was it for my kid. That's um, good, though. That is a good You thing. prefer it be you than Yeah, the, f- the, the fastest in and out for emergency rooms when I almost choked to death. The <laughs> food got stuck. It went down. They're like, all right, bada bing, bada boom, you're out of here. I'm like, wow, really? You mean I don't have to sit here and ponder why my life exists? That's <laughs> <laughs> why I even tried to come to the emergency room to begin with. You're listening to The Altered Life with Brent and Jeff. Brilliant! All right, that was the almost. No, I don't. What was that song? And I misspoke before. I said it was my good intentions. Believable picnic. It's really Mr. Good Intentions. My bad. What's funny is Mr. Good Intentions is the doctor. No, I don't is the answer to when I ask him, do you know what's wrong with me? Because <laughs> that's usually what they say. <laughs> Next up, we have living. How appropriate. Um, <laughs> that's all I wanted. <laughs> Am I living? That fluorescent light shining down in my eyes. I'm just like laying in this bed with a hospital gown. You know when an unbelievable is good when we still talk through the next couple <laughs> songs and then we still are talking about it in the next segment. And you're like, 
What topic did we have? I can't remember. Wait, what was it? <laughs> is tonight's episode about the emergency room? <laughs> is, that what, is that in James chapter 3? <laughs> so, the verse is, uh, faith by itself, if, if it does not have works, is dead. <laughs> Going back to a medical term in the emergency room. So, hopefully, um, when you go to the emergency room, that's not how you end up. Dude, I serve a society by rocking. I'm out there on the front lines liberating people with my music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Rockin' ain't no walk in the park, lady. James is saying faith without works is dead. And he goes on with a great example. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about... Uh, well, I guess it was just the great example. He continues, you believe that there is one God, you do well, even though the demons believe and tremble. But do you, do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered, when he offered, I just totally lost my spot. Isaac, his son on the Thank altar. you. Thank you. My eyes are like going crazy. I think I'm drinking too much coffee. Um, but, you know, the whole concept is, look, the demons believe that God's real, but they're demons. So what makes, what's the difference between us and them as Christians? And that's what James is kind of saying here. And he's also bringing up Abraham, which is an awesome example of faith. Because the Bible says that, Scripture said that he believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. He didn't just believe that God was, you know what, God, I believe that what you're telling me is true. He actually lived that. You know, in, in the case of the, the story with Isaac, you know, God says, you know, go out, prepare a sacrifice. I'm going to provide provide a sacrifice for you. And he gets to the point where he's at the point where Isaac is bound on the altar. And Abraham's got the knife ready to sacrifice his son in obedience to God, believing the whole time that God was still going to provide a sacrifice. And even if it was Isaac, he even believed that Isaac would be raised from the dead. And because he believed God's word so much that he was willing to go do all that. And man, what kind of faith does it take, right? To actually live like that and to actually obey God to the point of slaughtering your son. And um, man, that, that just speaks volumes about what his faith is. And of course, as you look at your own life and you look at other people, um, and, and we all have people that we look at as Christian, you know, that are Christians that we go, man, if I can only have a faith like his, you know, what but what makes the difference between those great Christians that you know and the and yourself? I think when you really were honest with it, you would say that well that guy really sacrificed or that guy really lived did this X Y and Z. It's they've lived out loud their faith. They've actually taken God at His word, stepped out, and believed that God was going to be faithful. And um, then the difference between you know I'm just thinking like. There's a lot of Christians when I think, oh, who's a better Christian than you? And you just kind of, with your Rolodex, and you're just picturing people in your mind. What sets them apart from you? I think it, I think when you're really honest, it's what they've done for Christ in faith. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. But another person who really took God at his word was Peter, you know? Hey, Peter, get out of the boat. What? Get out of the boat and walk on water? What? Peter actually believed that Christ could let him walk on water and he actually stepped out on the boat and took a step and had his eyes on Jesus and Jesus was keeping him from sinking and um, that's the that's the that's the concept we're talking about tonight you know Peter could have said well I believe that you could do that 
but I'm not actually going to like step out and like take you at your word because I don't really believe you. Why not? Well, because I don't really believe you that much. You know, that at the end, when it comes down to it, it's our lack of faith that prevents us from seeing how awesome and faithful God is at times. And um, Peter definitely took God at his word and saw how faithful God is in that situation. And uh, just continuing on with what we've been talking about, faith without works being dead. And Brent just recently brought up Peter and how he basically is like, if it's you, tell me to come out in the water. Now, that's a hilarious question because even if it wasn't Jesus, couldn't the spirit have said, okay, come out in the water. <laughs> you know, like how did that prove Peter must have known that if it was Jesus, he would have been able to walk on the water. He had that faith. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to say this the way it's just clicking in my head, but he had so much faith in God that he knew that he could just step out on that water. There was no question that he'd be able to float or whatever he did on that water. Stand firm. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to prove that I have faith by obeying you even if I really don't believe that it's going to happen. It's, I know so much that I'm going to do it without even questioning. You know, he just got out of the boat and everybody gives Peter flack. He looked at the waves and fell and sank and he needed Jesus to save him. What? (laughs) Yeah, he looked at the waves around him and fell into the water. What would you have done? (laughs) You would have stepped down in the boat and sunk to your death immediately. That's what I would have done. (laughs) You know, we've all sunk out of the boat and Jesus has had to save all of us. And that's through the faith. You know, that's the, that's the reaching out to God and believing, yes, you can save me. That's where we get saved. But then the faith, living out your faith is the works part. That's the stepping out on the water. That's saying, God, I've seen how you can save. And now I'm going to live my life in obedience to that. And as an outward reflection of what you did. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, where's the outward proof? You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with being fruit inspectors, as they say. Like, you say one thing, but then the way you live, it has no bearing on it. You know, like, where is it? Where's the proof in your walk of how you are or how you really believe God? It doesn't It doesn't seem to be jiving and... Uh, I, and I see nothing wrong with James here saying this. He's like, you can say, show me your faith without your works. I will show you my faith by my works. There will be no question about my faith because you'll see what I'm doing. Yeah. You see it. You know, it's it's right there. But he's like, well, faith is the evidence things over. Something's or, you know, things not seen. Right? Not seen. You can't see faith. It's like, that's not true. The Bible says that you can actually. You can see it lived out in a person's life. Period. <laughs> and uh, going back to what we were talking about, the uh, people that need the clothes, they need the food. we got to show love to them. And uh, God's given us the strength and the ability to do that. It's just a matter of us taking the steps of faith and uh, walking in faith. That's about it. Check out our website. Thanks for listening to The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. And to just wrap up tonight, you know, James asks a question in the beginning of this passage where he says, can faith save him? And, um, you know, tonight we're talking about just having, having, making sure that if you have faith, that your work, the works that you do, um, you know, prove that faith out, out loud. And, um, but you know, if you're not a Christian tonight and you're, or actually you think you're a Christian, 
because you believe God. You know, I believe God is God, so I'm obviously a Christian. Um, the Bible says, well, even demons believe that God is real. Like the devil himself believes that God is real. And so how are you any different tonight? And that's a, this is a good question for all of us to ask. How are we different than the demons and the devil? Oh, well, it's because we don't do all the stuff the devil does. Exactly. Exactly the point. You know, the devil is acting on a daily basis against the creator. And he's living out a, a plot and a lifestyle and a and he's got a purpose in his life that is contrary to to Jesus and and contrary to the creator of this world. Um and you know tonight as we live our lives as we live out, you know, what our agenda is and what we think it is, you know, we want to ask ourselves the same question. You know, are we living our lives in faith to Christ and living, you know, the works that um, God has asked us to do? Because when you are truly saved, yeah, you, like Jeff said, you, you know, like Peter, like you step out on the boat and you say, yeah, Lord, I believe that you're real. But you know what? As Christ then moves into your heart and starts speaking to you about, hey, you know what? If you believe that I'm, that, you know, I'm real in your life, then, hey, you know what? Why don't we try doing this? Why don't you spend time with me? Why don't you put some of this stuff away that you shouldn't really be doing? And he, the Spirit starts starts talking to you. And if all you've done is ignore that, and all you've done is, is put that aside and not thought about that, you're not any better off than the devil tonight. So just a challenge tonight just to make sure that you're walking in the light and that the deeds that you're doing are actually living out loud, your faith in Christ. And, um, you know... And for the rest of us who are Christians, you know, take God at his word. He's never going to let you fall. And until next week. Be cool, cat. Live for Christ. Christ.